The scripture reading is from uh, Romans chapter 5, verse 1 through 11, and I will be reading from the King James. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope and in the hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience, and patience experience, and experience hope. And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. For when we were yet without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly, for scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet, peradventure for, God, for a good man, some would even dare to die. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if... When we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by death, by the death of his son. Much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have now received the atonement. Jerry had mentioned how blessed he feels to be a part of this congregation. Many of us feel likewise. We feel blessed to have him a part of this congregation. I've always wanted a little brother. <laughs> Between the song that we've just sung and the scripture that was read this morning are thoughts that ought to deeply prick our heart and cause us to seriously consider and reflect upon a life that we live and what it is that we're striving to do in our life for God. How blessed we are that he has so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. How blessed we are that we're able to find redemption from our sins through the blood that he shed upon that cross. How blessed we are to have that hope of eternal life with him one day in heaven. And how blessed, deeply blessed we are to be able to live for him through the days that he's given to us on this earth. However, sometimes we are concerned or we miss some of the things that God has written for us, and we get a wrong perspective about a life that we live and the things it is that are that we are to be doing 
And we get a wrong emphasis at times within our lives. We live in a world that seems to believe that salvation is based upon a good life that they live. A lot of times when you hear of the death of one, well, they had a good family, they had a good life, we know they're okay with the Lord. Or we believe that we've been blessed or have a home in heaven because we've been very generous with the blessings that God has given to us and we've shared with others the riches that we have enjoyed. Even sometimes as part of God's family, we feel that maybe we have an eternal home with him because we've been faithful as we use that term, in our attendance of the worship service and the Bible classes and so forth. But the reading this morning, as well as the song that we've sung, paints a different picture for us to reflect upon and to seriously consider. Therefore, having been justified by faith. The Hebrew writer says in Hebrews 11 and and verse 1, Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. But faith requires action on our part. There is indeed something that is expected from us without which we would have no hope. Parents, I want you to be quiet. I do not want you to say anything. I do not want you to make any movements along the way. Faith can be described in one way, is that there's a gift that is being offered. I'm not generous, as generous as God, so I cannot say to everyone, I have to say to a few, I have to say to one. But there's a gift that is given to the one who believes that they can receive it and are willing to come and get it. But until it's offered or until it's received, it's still just an offer. But how many say, I believe, but are not willing to accept, accept or step out on that faith and receive the gift. God offers us eternal life through the blood that he shed upon the cross. It was shed for everyone. There are many who are willing to say, I believe that he did that. But are not willing to take the step to receive that gift or to believe that they can take part of the steps 
and not receive the gift. We've been justified by faith that acts. And because of that, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. It's interesting, in a world in which we live, there are many people who want to accept Jesus as Savior, even though they do not fully understand the terms of Jesus or Savior, but who do not want to acknowledge Jesus as Lord to where obedience is rendered. And it's a shame. Because unless we understand each of the terms that are, that are used in reference to who Jesus is, the blessings cannot be given. He is Savior of our sins. But we know from Romans 3 and verse 23, For all has sinned and come short of the glory of God. Romans 6, 23 talks about that the gift. Some translations say it's the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. But how many are willing to accept that free gift on the terms that he has given? We have access by faith until this grace that he has given, that marvelous, marvelous grace of God, his grace is greater than our sin. I love that song. The message that it brings out. We're trying to help us to understand it's not us that deserve it. It's not us who have earned it. It's a grace of salvation that God gives to the one who has the belief enough to obey what he has said. It's in this grace that we stand and we can rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. How many of us have really spent any time in verse 3 of Romans 5? How many of us have really even considered what it, what it says and accept what is given there. We glory in tribulations. Do we? Do we really glory in tribulations? Do we understand the purpose? The lessons gained. The blessings received. The hope that is extended. Knowing that tribulation produces perseverance. They remind us to keep on keeping on. We live in a world that does that anyway, does it not? Tells us to keep pressing on, do not give up. We live in a world and we have many, so many young ones who are not willing to persevere. There are suicide packs among teenagers 
in different around the, around the country, at least that I'm aware of, maybe around the world, suicide packs among teenagers. Life is not worth living. We will agree that one by one we will take our own life. Wow. Christians, have we done that? When it's rough, when it's difficult, when it's hard, have we simply decided that we will end our spiritual life with God and turn away from Him? Tribulation produced perseverance. Those who persevere, he goes on to say, develop character. It says you are stronger than anything that this world can come your way. Not because of who you are. Not because of the strength that you have. But because of the strength that God gives you. You've developed character in your life. And you're able to trust God. We have tribulation. We may endure for a while, but we're always asking why. Why did this happen? Why has that come upon me? What have I done to deserve this? Why is God punishing me in this way? Whatever we may come up with, without realizing the perseverance, the character, and the character produces hope. Whatever it is that this world has tossed our way, we can overcome with our faith in God. And the overcoming the things of this life gives us hope that we know indeed that there is something far greater and far better than this life. And hope does not disappoint because it is God who promises the reward. And I trust the promise. My hope is in the promise. In actuality, as Scripture says, my hope is in the one who made the promise. My hope is in God, that he's faithful to his word. And because I believe that God is faithful to his word, I can persevere in this life. Because I understand that this life, again, is only temporary, and it's going, to, it's going to end one day. But there is a life that is eternal. And the Scriptures remind me there's only two choices, heaven or hell. And I determine in the life that I live where that will be. Do I trust the promise that God gave be thou faithful unto death, and you shall receive the crown of life. Do I believe that and trust that enough to live it, persevere, develop the characteristics that God would have me to have that enables me to see life in a totally different perspective that I'm just a pilgrim here. I'm just passing through. This world is not my home. 
That changes how you see things. For those who have traveled around the world, for those of you who have been in a foreign land as we perceive it, you understand as time unfolds how much you long to be home. They speak a language that you do not speak. They have customs that you're not familiar with. And you feel a little bit uncomfortable. And you long to go home. That's the way we ought to feel as Christians in this world. They speak a language that I do not understand. They have customs that I am not familiar with, nor do I choose to want to be familiar with. And to a degree, then, I am uncomfortable here. And I long to go home. Do I trust God that he'll keep his word? That there is a home prepared for me? And that one day he will send Jesus to receive me. That I will be raised to meet him in the air. That where he is there I may be also. As opposed to hearing that. Depart from me ye workers of iniquity. For I never knew you. That hope does not disappear. Because the love of God has been poured out. In our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Again, I realize how blessed, me, I realize how blessed I am by what God has given to the degree in which he's given it. Abundantly pressed down, overflowing. He's in there. His son is, cares for us. The Holy Spirit cares for us. The word guides us through this life. We're strengthened by what God gives to us. We encourage one another. We challenge one another. Stay true to God. Do not let the things of this world weigh you down. Do not let the things of this world overwhelm you. For we're reminded, for we who were without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. We had no strength. There is no way by our strength do we get through this life to an eternal home with God. There's no way by the life that we live, as good as it may appear to us, and that has to be qualified by whose standard are you using for good. If we're using man's standard, he has a variety of different standards along the way. Are we using God's standard? Not one is good. No, not one. The only good one was Jesus Christ. We're described as the ungodly ones. Therefore, we need God. We need the blood of Christ. We need the sealing of the Holy Spirit so that we can be who God would have us to be and so that God could reward us as having faith in Him and being faithful to Him in our life. Verse 7 says, For a righteous man, scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet perhaps for a good man, someone would even dare to die. But God demonstrates 
his own love towards us, and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. There are those who will give their life, perhaps for a righteous person. For a good person, someone may dare die. There are very few people that we would put in a category that I'd be willing to give my life for. But you look at what God did. You look how God saw us. Those as sinners without any hope. Those that are in rebellion to him. Christ died for us. And because of that, we have been justified. Not by what we have done. We've been justified by, not by our righteousness. We've been justified by his blood. The blood of Jesus is what makes us justified in the eyes of God. It's the blood of Jesus that washes away our sins. It's the blood of Jesus that allows us to be good in the eyes of God. That's how God views us. It's through the blood of Jesus that has saved us from wrath through God or through Christ who has, given to, unto, has been given unto us. For while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God. Do we ever catch the depths of God's love without strength, ungodly, sinners, enemies of God? Look at those terms that describe you and I in relationship to God without the blood of Jesus Christ. And yet he saved you through the blood of Jesus as you obey what he has done. Are we willing to follow through on that? Reconciled to God through the death of his son. Read Philippians 2, verse 5 through 11. See what Christ was willing to do because he loved you. Willing to die in your stead. So we've been reconciled and we shall be saved by his life. So we're able to rejoice in what the Lord has done for us through Jesus Christ. But how many times are we like children when a gift has been offered, we believe it's been offered, We understand its terms and its conditions, but we're not willing to test it out or we're not willing to to follow through on it. And one day, the gift is gone. Where are we? Where are we in the eyes of God? What has he done for us? And what are we willing to do for him? Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. No way to fully comprehend or understand that song. It's based on trust. It's based on faith. That God indeed is the only one 
that will keep his word and give the reward to those who have believed and obeyed what he has said. You have to look in your own life. You have to consider in light of God's word where you are. And as you do such, you're outside of Christ, not yet his child. And know that you need to become his child. That's the only way that you will find salvation. You're willing to believe the message, the gospel, that Jesus died for you. When you're willing to repent of your sins, confess him as Lord and Savior, obey him in baptism for the remission of sins, to be raised to walk that new life, to be willing to do that, and to begin that new life in Christ Jesus. Or as a child of God, who has lost perspective of what it means to be a child of the living God and the hope that is yours, to be able to come home, come back to the Father once again. He always stands ready to receive, to restore life, or to give life. But the decision has to be yours. He waits. We offer the opportunity. If you need to respond, if we can help you or assist you, Indeed, we bid you to come as together we stand and sing.